Hey guys, it's the Andrew Bello from the Humming Media Group Podcast of the Year, the Wednesday Locker Room, and the former host and founder of the Next Level Wrestling Podcast. It's 2021, and it's time to kick out and leave the past behind us. Hameen Media Group starts the year off with over 2.25 million downloads, and our fan base is continuing to grow every day. Thank you for subscribing and sharing all of our channels, podcasts, and videos, and for standing strong with HMG in the face of ongoing censorship. We will always adapt and overcome any obstacles put in our way. We will overcome and certainly achieve even more success in the ever-changing digital landscape. Please make sure you're subscribed to Hacker Hameen and Hameen Media Group on all of your favorite podcasting platforms. Thank you to all of the Patreon.com slash Hameen Media Group subscribers, home of the Rip Rogers FR podcast, named by Patreons to be their favorite show on the entire Hameen Media Group network. More content, including marketing and podcasting seminars, watch-alongs from Hameen's career in 2CW, OVW, DCW, and more. When you subscribe to Patreon.com slash Hameen Media Group, you are the fuel that drives HMG's free shows for the entire community. We salute you and thank you for your continued support in 2021. We continue our year supported by our daily listeners and our local sponsors including ProWrestlingTees.com. Get the shirts of all your favorite Hameen Media Group wrestling personalities and support them directly. Greek God Papadon, Stevie Richards, Chris Silvio, SEG Shirts for Big Sal, and of course, Ben Hameen, Yala. Also, check out ZordosOliveOil.com. Make a healthy choice for 2021 when you cook with Zordos Ultra Premium Artisanal Olive Oil imported directly from Greece. Visit ZordosOliveOil.com today and taste the difference of an ultra-premium product for yourself. And wake up, bro. It's time to get the official Vince Russo Bro Coffee. Kick the day off right, bro, with a cup of Broaster's Coffee. The exclusive limited edition Vince Russo Bro Coffee is a medium-roasted Nicaraguan blend with chocolatey notes and a smooth finish that will have you up and ready to go, bro. Order yours exclusively at thebrosters.com. And it's 2021, and the Hameen Media Group staff are all committed to Stevie Richards Fitness this year and getting ourselves into the best shape we've ever been in. You've seen Big Ray's amazing transformation, and there are plenty of SRF members interacting right now, motivating each other for the new year. So don't worry about gyms and lockdowns. Let's get in shape together using our community for support and Stevie Richards Fitness to achieve our goals for 2021. Join us and visit StevieRichardsFitness.com for the most affordable and effective home workout program that will give you results, real results. 12 and 16 week resistant band programs are available for instant download now at StevieRichards.com and RussoBrand.com where the pros are pros, bro. Hear the most valid opinions in wrestling from the pros who live it. No other podcasting platform and online wrestling punditry has the lineup of wrestling stars like RussoBrand.com. Stevie Richards, Disco Inferno, Shane Douglas, Just Incredible, Big Vito, Stevie Ray, Taylor Hendricks, Ben Hameen, and now there's even more shows on the way with a partnership with the two-man power trip. Why would you go anywhere else but RussoBrand.com? 
We thank you for listening and being an incredible community of wrestling-addicted, conspiracy-minded, straight-brim-hat-wearing infidels. By the way, Bin Hameen wrote this copy, and I'm currently in a basement being held at gunpoint. He's already shot Adler's twice, and I hope this is the correct style of intro he was looking for. So enjoy the show, HMG listeners. Please, for the love of Stevie, enjoy the show. It seems like they're everywhere you turn. Every single day they invade the headlines. Another half-wit criminal with a half-baked scheme. Another social media simpleton going viral. Another Florida man stretching the bounds of stupidity. Or another pack of SJWs throwing a temper tantrum. And that's not even the worst of it. From the empty talking heads on the cable news channels, to the humorless hacks in Hollywood, to the pea-brained politicians pulling the puppet strings, everywhere you look, there's another idiot telling you how to live your life. Like, people should be able to, like, eat what they want, do what they want. Absolutely not! I mean, it's not like he's going out there in his campaign ads, like, (laughs) Joe Biden is a reptile man. He keeps the streets of Gotham City much safer than Commissioner Gordon, but he doesn't wear a badge because Batman doesn't have to follow any rules. You know, all the kids started ganging up on him and calling him a little googly-eyed, kicky-pants, jelly boy. Oh, I say the Edward all the time now. You know, I, I just go out on the strip and I scream it. You say a sucky bitch? Whoa, Reverend. A, a, a sucky bitch? You don't know what a sucky bitch is. You mean like you talking like Cardi? Like Cardi B, I... I... I heard she got that walk. Well, Jay and Anissa have had enough. Armed with clever satire, madcap humor, and the craziest cast of characters in podcasting, they're lining up and taking aim at the world of stupidity every single week. Because it is time to go to war. The War on Morons. It is Tuesday, January 19th, 2021, and this is episode 64 of The War on Morons. I'm Jay. And I'm Anissa. And thanks again for tuning in to what very well may be the final broadcast of WOM. Yes, yes. Thanks for what... Oh. I thought... I thought I was the alarmist here. <laughs> um, I mean, what, are you worried about that little, uh, what, the little hostile takeover tomorrow? I mean, Minor, you know, hostile takeover. I, I mean, I'm, I, I know that there's a lot going on, uh, but I would hope that they've got some bigger fish to fry before they get to us, you know? <laughs> Maybe, but it is a pretty good hook to lead into the show, right? I mean, I, I, mean, I guess. I mean, <laughs> yeah, hey, enjoy what lasts, folks. You know, I mean, uh, we're going to be swatted by Chinese anti-speech shock troops any minute now. They're just gonna kick the door in. You know, Honestly, you should stay glued to your screens, because any minute now they're gonna kick the door in. They're probably gonna shoot me live on the stream and shut us down, because I keep making Michelle Obama dick jokes oh, on God. Twitter. Oh, God. Can we just get through the intro? No, me? that's my new gimmick. Like, that's my new thing. I'm, I'm actually gonna see how many big mic jokes I can put in each... At least just today. I'm gonna see how many I can fit into the show before we get a strike for it. That won't get um, old. 
I'm just gonna see uh, just for this show, just episode sixty four. We might even like I, I don't I don't remember what we titled the show. Let's just like retroactively just go back, change the show to like uh, Big Mike's Big Dick or something. Oh my god! <laughs> I don't know. Well, I, you know they actually banned too many people on Twitter in the purge last week. Like you literally can't get banned from Twitter if you want to. I've been trying. You can, you can say anything that you want right now. You literally cannot even delete your own account right now on Twitter. How did they manage to screw that up it's, for themselves? It's the wild, wild. Like, it's like I don't think anybody knows because everybody was still like, oh, yeah, all the conservatives are banned from Twitter. You know, uh, Jacqueline Crate at once they, you know, once they kicked Trump off after the whole thing on the 6th. But, like, they went too far. Like, their stock price dropped too much. They lost too much uh, market share or whatever. Like, they literally lost, like, 15% of their... Um, um, their value. Wow. Like, I could literally make our profile picture a Photoshop of Jack Dorsey uh, giving Big Mike a Hummer. And they'd probably give us a blue check mark. Like, Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Let's try to get that image out of our heads and just move on. Have you seen how many soldiers they have in Washington, D.C. right now? I mean, what are they, 30,000 now? I mean... Jesus. Like, I mean, they got ten times as many soldiers up there as they've got in Afghanistan and Iraq. Like... But for, no ammo. No ammo, yeah. It's for a virtual inauguration that they're going to do on Zoom. Why don't like, they just have Biden work from home? Everybody else is right. doing it. Yeah, I mean, he's comfortable <laughs> there in his basement. Like, I mean, it's, and they're embedded in the <laughs> What a virtual background. He could be propped up in bed. Nobody will know. Right. Like, I, we, could, we could be doing the show on Zoom right now. I could just download a picture of the Capitol off of Google. We're still allowed on Google. I could download a picture of the Capitol. We could be there. Be like, yeah, we're swearing in. Uh, we're <laughs> new president and vice president. We beat you to it. Twelve get a, o'clock get tomorrow. Get a deep fake of Nancy Pelosi to do it. You know, hold the Bible. <laughs> she, if hey, her hand doesn't burn off. <laughs> you beat me down. I was gonna say they know it's not real. She didn't catch on fire. Oh my god. Uh, but yeah, I mean that's. I mean yeah. He's the most popular presidential candidate of all time. You know, he's so popular, yeah. he needs barbed wire fences and troop <laughs> battalions for a fake inauguration. Yeah. yeah, that's the biggest crowd that that loser's going to be in front of since 2008, by the way. Huh, well, yeah. they're not worried they're going to give the troops COVID? Not, no, no, COVID's done. That's oh, okay. That's the one... Good piece of news. Bye-bye, COVID! Yeah, it's been retired. I don't know if you guys heard. Um, this is great news. Andrew Cuomo announced it uh, a few days ago. Um, so, I mean, never mind that New York actually had the highest case numbers in months. Are but, we still counting those? Uh, <laughs> I mean, they're, they're counting them. They don't matter. Um, Lori Lightbrain, she did the same thing in Chicago. Uh, she said, like, oh, you know, you can't keep these cities shut down anymore. You know, it's not economically viable. You got to let people get back to work. Got to open those restaurants back up. Got to open those bars back up. Um, you know, it's... <sighs> America, where the rules are made up and the COVID cases don't matter. What do you know? It's an Inauguration Day miracle. You know, it's it's almost like uh, it's almost like we've been saying that it's political for, for the last nine or ten months. It sounds like we've what? been screaming it and people have been calling us fucking liars. Have we been saying that? I don't know. Speaking of Inauguration Day, I've got one. Stop me if you heard this one before. So, a sex worker... And an, uh, and a, a map walk into the White House. Who who gets screwed first? What, a, like a map? Like a, a, a map? An like MAP? A, what the? F- I don't know if it's MAP? a map or an MAP. I'm I'm, I'm, try, I'm not used to all these new terms. I'm trying to be politically correct. It's like a whole like a thing. Okay, what does like, it stand for? It, it, like you can't. Except if you're talking about like a 
geographical map. No, no, MAP. You can't. You just can't call him a pedophile anymore. It's like a like. A, I mean, he's about to be president of the United States of America. You can't call him just like a pedo. You can't call him a kitty fucker. You gotta, you gotta call him a, a minor attracted person. What? Joe Biden. That's disgusting. It's, Why the hell would we create it? I thought it was politically correct to not be a pedophile. That's what I thought was politically correct. I don't know. Stop me if I'm no, wrong. No, no, no. It's, it's a whole thing. Love is love. Apparently, it's it's a it's a it's a whole. Um... No, I actually I, I stumbled upon this on the internet the other day. There are people actually justifying this. They're saying it's a whole category. It freaked me out. I I went way too far onto the internet. They're saying that you oh, know the FBI yeah. should maybe like. Stop arresting people who like got a little too rowdy and attack in like you know crowding the Capitol the other week. Maybe they should go after the people who are defending pedophiles. Yeah. That seems like a red flag. They're, they're, they're like, hey, do you, did did your aunt did 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 your brother did did anybody from your work participate in a rally that had a million people there? You know, ninety nine percent of whom didn't fucking do anything more you know boisterous than chanting loudly. Or- are you defending... Having a few more bangs than they should have, or... <laughs> I mean, like, really, like, if you're defending pedophilia and saying they need to be treated with respect, I think that should put you on a list. Yeah. Uh, that should put you on a list right there. Yeah, now, we will still call Joe Biden a pedophile. And, until they sh- shut us down, Joe Biden's a pedophile, Kamala Harris is a sex worker. I mean, she's a sex worker. She slept her way to the top. She's a sex worker. That's right. So, yeah, to answer the question, America gets screwed first. Ah! So tomorrow, America gets screwed. What a lovely punchline. <laughs> Did that so depressing. Ah, anyway, that's that's been enough of a an, enough of a lead in. I I mean, we got to do something like that the day before uh, inauguration day. We got to have a little fun with it, right? Yeah, I, I, I'm going to have a lot of fun with the bottle yeah. of Jack that's calling my name to prepare Ooh. for this shit because <laughs> it is not going to be pretty, but. In the meantime, we might as well put on a good show. Yeah, right? we've got a lot of fun stuff. We've got a great, great politics block because it's been an, another insane week. Um, so we're going to start off with that. And then we've got some crazy fucking criminals. we got stupid criminals. we got unbelievable shit out of Hollywood this week. Like, crazier shit. What is it? Three weeks into the into 2021? Crazier shit, I want to say, out of Hollywood than anything that they did in 2020. Wow. And that's saying a lot. And they put out the Imagine video last year. <laughs> I mean, they did some corny <laughs> shit last year. I, crazy. I, I, I want to say that we've got two stories out of the entertainment industry in the show this week that I, I maybe I'm overselling it, but I, I, I had to just like double, triple, quadruple check to make sure that this stuff wasn't made up. And it, no, it wasn't made up. Um, and then, of course, we've got a lot of just regular stupid idiots. So we've got a full jam-packed show today. Um, it's going to be fun. Um, you can have fun with us. Call in 813-906-9099. Absolutely. Catch us live on the air. Leave us a voicemail. Hit us up on social media, anything that we have left. I mean, we've got MeWe, Parlor. Subscribe for new content every Tuesday at hominmediagroup.podbean.com. And check us out on Twitter at OnMorons. I cannot believe we're not banned yet. I'm trying really hard. Um, I, I mean, I know that I know that they banned too many people. I just want to be in that number, Jack. I just want to be in that number. Those are rookie numbers. <sighs> we got to pump those numbers up. <laughs> anyway, no more chit-chat. Let's get into it. The stack of stupidity. <laughs> All right. I'll start things off with an early candidate for hyperbole of the year. As we go to Queens, New York, where a state senator named John Liu took to Twitter to tell his followers, and I quote, 
Seeing the Twin Towers crumble is no longer the most frightening moment of my life. Again, this is a politician from New York City, and if he would have said that in any other political climate, in any other year in our nation's history, he would have basically been labeled a terrorist. I mean, I don't know (laughs) what we've gotten ourselves into, guys. I really don't. Hold on, so... The fuck? What is he? Nineteen years old? I mean, I get if he's nineteen years old, maybe I guess it's excusable. People actually died on nine eleven. Thousands of them. I I mean, yeah. I mean, New York. Jesus Christ. I mean, to be fair, I mean, well, let's just try to make this funny. I mean, you saw the Buffalo guys get up a couple weeks ago. You saw the Buffalo guys get up. That was yeah. I a mean. Highlight. To be fair, it's scary enough seeing what the Bills Mafia can do in one parking lot at a tailgate. I mean, can you imagine what a million of them would do if they overran the Capitol? Like, talk about get the tables. Can you, like, a million Buffalo Bills fans stampeding in the watch? I'd be shitting my pants. I mean, that would be terrifying. It would be but fucking I mean, awesome, I, too. It'd be, it would be. It yeah. would be. But, you know, I can't really Go say Bills. that the QAnon shaman is on par with Osama <laughs> bin Laden. I mean, they didn't exactly burn down skyscrapers and murder 3,000 people. They had a rowdy field trip. Yeah, yeah, I mean, I, and, and, yeah, and, and I mean, a few people did die. Uh, I mean, I, I don't, I, we can't be completely funny. A few people did die. And that's and, a shame. And, and I am, I am, I, I'm not going to say it, I'm angry about the one unarmed woman, uh, Ashley Babbitt, who, who was murdered by the Capitol Police. Um, but 9-11, 9-11, 3,000 people died. Fucking skyscrapers were taken they off were of They going to work. They were, you know, flying on planes. They were, you know, it's like they were doing normal everyday things. It's like if you went to the grocery store and suddenly, you know, the Bills Mafia showed up. Like, it'd be, you know, unfair and cruel. And when the Bills Mafia, when the Bills win the Super Bowl, I mean, the, the victory riots are going to make January 6th look like a trip to Disneyland. And, and God willing, that's going to be in a few weeks. <laughs> okay. Look, enough about the Buffalo Bills. I'm all for it. I, I haven't watched the NFL all, all season because I was sick of all that bullshit, but I'm, I'm all for the, the Buffalo Bills. All right. They, they, they've been... Have you seen those lunatics that they have up there? They're, they're fans? Enough. A bunch of drunken idiots. Did you see the guy that walked off with Nancy Pelosi's podium? That thing could be filled with vodka for all we know. I mean, it could be priceless. Oh, well, yeah, there you go. That no. actually was a tragedy. And, and, and honestly, if I'm Nancy Pelosi, that would be on par with 9-11 for me as Nancy Pelosi. Okay. okay. And they stole her laptop, too. God knows it was in that laptop. I'm, I mean, seriously, though, I mean, it's almost like these representatives are competing with each other to see, like, who can be the least relatable to their own constituents. Like, I mean, how many people in this idiot, like, going back to the state senator from Queens, like, how many people in this idiot's district lost a friend or a family member on 9-11? And he's getting hysterical over a protest that got a little out of hand. Like, I mean, we were joking about the, the football fans, but, like, whenever, like, a sports team wins... Fans riot. People die in these stupid riots, like sports riots. People get injured. Like, a few, a few people get injured and die in these stupid riots. 
BLM riots all summer. Like, that, that shit happens. It's not a goddamn terrorist attack that happens out of nowhere at 8 in the morning that changes the landscape of our country for generations. No. Like, we're no, still in fucking Afghanistan. We're almost... We're almost out. You still have to take your shoes off when you go to the airport. Like, there's so much shit that changed. You know? What's, what's going to happen when you try to go to Washington, D.C.? They're going to check you for a Chewbacca bikini? <laughs> All right, strip down. You got any fur under there? What's going on? Jesus. <laughs> and this guy wasn't the only New York representative talking out of his ass about the protest. I mean, AOC herself went on ABC and said, we came very close to half of Congress nearly dying. Very close to nearly dying. I mean, she's just... It's a tragedy. She's, she's like, I mean, to be fair, she's getting that politician speak this down. Is, these people, there are people getting arrested, and I understand that they trespassed or whatever, but can you imagine the future that we have ahead of us over the next four years? Sir... You're being arrested. Why? What did I do? You almost robbed that liquor store. <laughs> what? Like the Minority Report, right? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, uh, AOC came very close to maybe possibly having probably like half a brain cell. Like <laughs> fucking bimbo. Hey, at least she was there to experience <laughs> it, unlike the other guy who was in Albany hiding under his desk. Right? Yeah, he's a state senator. He wasn't even in Washington. And he's scared. <laughs> he's scared watching a protest of a bunch of fucking boomers, like, hanging out outside. Anyway, let's just move on. Yeah. Move on from the sham, what is it, four-hour house siege to the sham eight-hour house impeachment uh, a week later. Um, now that we've already established that nobody with a fully functional brain could equate the dust-up in the district with an actual national emergency... Um, that hasn't stopped the communists in Congress or their breathless lapdogs in the media from using it as an excuse to stifle what little free speech their political opponents may have left. So you can only imagine how they reacted when GOP rep Louis Gomer took to the House floor one week to the day after January 6th and said, I don't know why there aren't more uprisings in the country. Maybe there will be. Oh, damn. Them's their fighting words. So, uh, guessing he got canceled. It was I, nice knowing you. Yeah, I mean, that's I mean, pretty strong, pretty strong phrasing. I mean, a, a week after all that, I mean, the way that they responded to say, I don't know why there aren't any more uprisings in the country. I mean, everybody else in the GOP is apologizing. They're throwing everybody under the bus. I mean, yeah, lefty Twitter, I mean, they couldn't believe that shit. Uh, they, were, they were like, I, I can't believe that motherfucker said that. Did he just call for more uprisings? Like, I mean, I knew they were domestic terrorists, but, you know, I thought they were a little more subtle than that. Uh, people were calling for him to get kicked out of Congress. People were calling for him to be thrown in prison. Oh, because that's a crime. Uh, people wanted him executed. Oh, okay. Um, <laughs> that's, yeah, normal. Normal yeah. American behavior. Oh, well, there, there's actually a pretty uh, a pretty big butt here. Oh, good. Um, you see, Representative Gomert was actually quoting somebody uh, verbatim. What? Uh, yeah, he was quoting Nancy Pelosi from a couple years ago. Yeah, she said that in 2018. She was I don't even know what she was talking. She was talking about something that she didn't like that Trump was doing and she was calling for people to have uprisings in the street. Well, you know, maybe it's like 
going to happen this way. I mean, I could see it playing out now. I totally understand where Representative was going with this. Maybe at the end of the impeachment trial, they'll actually pull on Trump's face and it'll be Nancy wearing a mask, like in Scooby-Doo. And she'll say, I would have gotten away with it, too, if it weren't for you damn citizens. You know, I think she'd be slurring her words <laughs> a, a lot more than that. You, you know, I know that that guy with her podium, you, he made off with her secret vodka supply, but I know she's got another one. I she's think. just got an IV infusion <laughs> at this point. She's got like a catheter running all day. Um, now, moving uh, on. <laughs> Speaking of unbelievable hypocrisy, Twitter is making a stand against political censorship online. What? Yep. That's a thing that's happening now. You're going to have to explain this one. Oh, I will. Yeah. In the middle of the most brazen campaign of ideological suppression in the history of the internet, the social media giant had the gall and the audacity to publicly flog the Ugandan government for their decision to block Twitter and Facebook ahead of their national election. Now, why did Uganda block social media? Well... Because their government saw what those companies were doing to manipulate information, gaslight voters, and straight up ban viewpoints here in America. So, 10 points to Uganda, 0 points to America. <laughs> I mean, I, I get, I mean, I, I, I like it. I mean, if, if, if Twitter's going to do it, I mean, so, I mean, I guess, just so, to make sure I digested this, what, what I hear you saying is that Uganda, um, Home of the original Kamala, by the way. Kamala, the Ugandan giant, uh, better known for cannibalism than their constitution. Um, they're, they're doing the whole freedom of speech thing better than the USA. Like, I mean, I, I know that they're, they're not exactly doing free speech in this case, but at least they're shutting down the censor people. Right. Because, I mean, Twitter is certainly not. I mean, they just shut down. I, I mean, they shut down so many people that they had to stop shutting people down. Well, Twitter is actually upset about this. They have they have the nerve to be like, "How dare you!" Like they're like literally like like aghast. Their say their official public policy account actually tweeted out. Access to information and freedom of expression is never more important than during the democratic process, particularly elections. That's, that's so. just lovely. And, you know, they should go back to October and tell that to the New York Post. Huh. You, remember, you remember when they shut down their account? Oh, yeah. The Hunter Biden thing? Like, I, I'm sure that the, the, the Post would just love to hear that. You know, the, only one of the you know biggest newspapers in the country and they couldn't even... Uh, could, they couldn't even publicize their information about uh, about the the son of the look. Forget about last year. That's old news. <laughs> Try last week. Remember when they kicked half the country off the platform? Right, and Uganda of all places, like <laughs> Uganda's looking pretty good, y'all. Pretty yeah. good. I mean, better better than America. Better than you know. I, Remember free speech. Remember the first. The Amendment. dollar still goes far in Uganda. So I mean, I don't know about all that. I, hey, it's worth looking into. That's all. I, it's worth looking into. Uh, anyway, unhinged ideological censorship is one thing, I guess. Uh, but let's talk about something that's really worth getting angry about, and that is racism, <laughs> or worse yet. Racist misogyny. Oh no! Come yeah. on, you can't stir this pot. I mean, if we're gonna get kicked out of, out of the airwaves any minute now, well, it's actually not about us. Oh, um, okay. It's about those hate-filled bigots at Vogue magazine. Uh, they 
I mean, you, I, I'm surprised everybody didn't guess. I mean, you know, Vogue magazine, uh, practically KKK Weekly. Um, <laughs> they've done the unthinkable. Um, they've put the wrong picture of Kamala Harris uh, from her photo shoot on their latest magazine cover. Oh, come on. I know. Isn't that horrible? You've got to be shitting me. I mean, me. people are, are are freaking out. They're 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 practically ready to burn their building down. I feel so so bail them out. I'm sure of it. Come on, you got to give us a little bit more than uh, okay, that. Okay, so I, I'm being a, a little facetious, but I mean, not really. So so I'll, I'll give you the whole story. So so the so-called vice president elect. Um, I guess. Uh, they'll make that official tomorrow. <laughs> um, uh, so she's not happy about the photo choice for the February edition of the fashion magazine that uh, nobody reads, but everybody walks past in the grocery. <laughs> like we don't have bigger problems. Yeah, like, well, like we don't have bigger problems. Yeah, but um, now I'm not a delusional idiot, so I don't really understand this controversy, but I, I read the article, I read it again, I tried, I, I just don't get it. So there, there's one photo where she's wearing a black pantsuit in front of a pink background, and she has her trademark Converse sneakers on. Her what? Uh, trademark Converse sneakers? Yeah, she's got trademark chucks. Is everything about this woman fake? Yeah. I've never seen her wear chucks ever. I, apparently that's... Her That's thing? her thing. Yeah. That's what she thinks is relatable, though. She's like, she's like a stepmother. You know, she's like a stepmother that does like a really, really bad job of trying to win you over. She's like, like, oh, me and me and your father are getting together now. Look at me, I'm a, I wear Converse. I'm, I'm hip like you. I mean, I guess if you're trying to appeal to, like, you know, the lesbian demographic, I get it. But, like, it's not that big a deal. Yeah, hey, that's what it takes. I'm sure she'd go for those. I'm sure she'd go down there, too. Uh, but anyway, the other photo, she's got a gray pantsuit on in front of, like, a, a beige background. Okay. Um. So, I mean, if you ask me, I, I mean, both pictures look about the same. I mean, it's it's the same woman in both pictures. It's just a different outfit. Sure. It's, I mean, uh, so it's a different outfit, different color background. Yeah. Okay. Um, so I guess uh, Vogue chose the black pantsuit cover, and yeah, now they're Nazis. Well, I'm I'm trying to do the yeah. math here. Okay, I'm trying yeah. to add it up. Is it the color that I thought this was just an unflattering photo of her? I mean, I know I she gets, I know she makes her living off of like her looks, but like. I thought it was just unflattering. She's upset about the color that they chose. I, 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 I guess she doesn't like how. I, I, and how is that racist? Oh well, people are mad that she doesn't look black enough in the picture. What? Well, I mean, well, the best part is, I mean, both pictures she looks the exact same shade. Why does it matter what she looks like at all? Well, the best thing is, I mean. I mean, should, should I tell? I don't know if I should tell. Uh, here, you shouldn't tell him. I, I'll just let Joe tell him. Here. Here, I'll, I'll, I'll pull up the clip. You ain't black. <laughs> oh, shit. <sighs> In case you needed a reminder. All right. Oh, just, my God. Let's just move on. You know, you know, there is one person <laughs> who really never had to worry about the wrong photo ending up on the cover of Vogue, and that's First Lady Melania Trump. Why is that? 
Somehow, she was never invited during her time in the White House to be on the cover of Vogue, despite being, you know, a supermodel and the first lady of the United States. They put Michelle Obama on the cover. They sure did. You can use her penis as a landmark. Okay. Like, seriously, you can see her dick from Gary, Indiana. You're really going for that one, huh? I mean, I'm just, I'm just going to keep it up. Like I said, I'm going to keep it up till we get banned from Twitter, which we are streaming on right now on Periscope. Like, I, I don't know why they, they keep letting us do this. That, like, a few weeks ago, if I said that, that would at least get us a 12-hour suspension. Anyway, anyway speaking yeah. of Trump, <laughs> did you hear that he's in danger of getting one of his greatest accomplishments wiped off the record books? Um, well, I mean, they're about to replace him with a mentally deficient Chinese agent, so, I mean, nothing really surprises me there. Oh, so. no, 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 I'm not talking about anything related to his policies or the presidency or anything like that. Okay. I- I'm actually talking about his cameo in Home Alone 2. There is a movement championed by Macaulay Culkin, of all people, to digitally remove the Donald from his scene in the Christmas classic. He has one line. Yeah, he's in there for, one. like, ten seconds. One. I mean, Kevin McAllister is a really, you know, ungrateful little shit. He was always a douche. I mean... He was never likable. Trump didn't have to help. What, he, he, uh, what, he, he helped him um, get Find directed? Find the front desk. Yeah. He didn't have to, but no. he did. I think Hollywood's just jealous because Trump can draw a bigger crowd. Yeah. I mean, he's, he certainly has a lot more star power than Macaulay Culkin these days. Like, have you seen Macaulay Culkin lately? Like, dude looks like he's been turning tricks for pizza crusts and suboxone. <laughs> <laughs> Apparently, Twitter users have been showing off their video editing skills by taking Trump out of the scene, where he points young Kevin McAllister directions in the Plaza Hotel and splice in Darth Vader, Dolly Parton, Christopher Plummer, Jabba the Hutt. You name it, they're replacing him with everybody. You know, they ought to swap him out for Joe Biden. Why not? You know? Why not? They did it with the voting machines, right? So. <laughs> Maybe that could be like a tradition. Like, whoever the president is, they can just, you know, put him in Home Alone. By the way, this is like the, I want to say this is like the fourth show in a row that somehow Home Alone has made it into that. Like, this is the middle of January, and somehow every week we're talking about Home Alone. Like, maybe next week we can start talking about the Santa Claus. <laughs> like... <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure Tim Allen has some shit to say, okay? But yeah, I mean, like, can you imagine if he'd gone up to Chomo Joe oh, and been God. like, yeah, I'm all alone in this big hotel. I don't know where my family is. Can you help me? He would have been like, you say, don't say it. What's that, man? You, you, you say your parents aren't around? Zip. Oh, okay. <laughs> he wouldn't even wait. He'd Stop just, it. He'd like, come with me. I'll, I'll show you the way. Stop it. <laughs> Let's just move on. All right, all right. Um, speaking of this uh, anti-Trump hysteria, this next story is from right here in Tampa Bay, uh, where a Clearwater, Florida woman uh, was driven into a fit of uncontrollable road rage. Well, that sounds like a Tuesday. Yeah. <laughs> well, apparently she saw another driver flying a Trump flag, uh, which you see all the time around here, especially probably everywhere. Yeah. Um, but she saw another driver flying a Trump flag on the back of their car. At the sight of the flag, for a president again, who's received more votes than any other incumbent in American history, whether you think he won or not, he got a lot of votes. There's a lot of people that voted for Trump. Well, this woman did not like that. Uh, this 44-year-old woman got out of her vehicle 
She walked up to the other driver. She smacked him in the head with a can of dog food. And she ripped up his flag. Wow, lady. You know, if you're that aggressive to 50% of the American population, you might have some anger issues. I mean... mean, you know, the, you know the, the Democrats, right? The party of tolerance. Thank God that the adults are taking over, right? Right. I mean, who who decides to attack somebody and thinks like, no, for one, like who who goes up to a fucking parked car and thinks, you know, I, I'm I'm going to attack somebody, and, and and who thinks this can of dog food will make a suitable weapon. <laughs> to be fair, do you want to get hit in the face with a can of dog food? Because I don't. I mean, no, not particularly. <laughs> but I will say, I'll one-up you there. Who the hell decides to attack somebody in Florida with a can of dog food because they're flying a Trump flag and thinks, yeah, this person won't have a concealed carry permit? You know, that, that just goes to show you, you know, rage... Rage over brains because that was not very well thought out. Like, I honestly don't know. Even if you had a concealed carry, how much time did you really have to prepare yourself? I mean, by the time you see the can of dog food flying at you, it's too late. It's like some it's some like middle aged liberal. I'm yeah. picturing some little, basically some little old weak woman with a can of dog. I wouldn't think she's about to attack me. I would think she's about to ask for directions or something. Like, I mean, I. I I mean, I know that stand your ground law trumps your can of fucking Alpo, but I mean, it, it's a surprise. Okay, okay, <laughs> I see what you did there. Anyway, we're gonna call it line one. Um, looks like California. Um, oh, great! So. All right, well, uh, have fun. Oh, all right. You know why not? All right. So, uh, area code eight three one. You are on with Waron Moron. State your name and where you're calling from. Hi, this is Pam from Santa Cruz. I'm an award-winning educator out here in the Bay Area. And I was calling because, you know, you're absolutely right. Free speech should no longer be allowed. I don't think that we said that, Pam. You absolutely did. Absolutely. And if you didn't, you should be banned. So I know you said the right thing. I have faith in you. And that's what I tell my students. I always have faith in them until they cross me. I've been watching for signs that they are traitors and domestic terrorists. And unfortunately, I've been disappointed a couple of times, but I'm doing my part as an educator to turn things right. Really doesn't sound like you're doing your job as an educator. What do you mean you're you're watching for signs? Well, you know, the kids these days and the social media is all the rage, and, and normally it's, it's no problem at all. I mean, it's perfectly safe, healthy, and natural for children to be on social media unsupervised. But nowadays, I have to say, we can no longer afford to take that risk with our children. I mean, you know, with sites like Parler and Gab and, uh, you know, other areas of the Internet where domestic terrorists 
congregate and incite violence. You know, you have to be on the lookout. So I've been monitoring these sites and looking for my students, and unfortunately I've found a couple. Um, now, luckily I, I, I have to say they are my former students because they've now been taken into FBI custody as a result of my findings. But, um, yeah, I mean, that it does set an example for the other children that, you know, there are dangers when you go on the Internet and you have to be responsible. Oh, hold on, back up. You said that they've been taken into FBI custody? Absolutely. I mean, they're on parlor and gab. What what part of that are you not understanding? Those are they're social media. I mean, that that's no different from being on like Facebook. Should should somebody be rounded up and put in prison because they have a a, a Twitter account? Of course not. Twitter is a responsible social media platform. I mean, they make sure that they police what people are saying and and that it's safe and 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 acceptable for society. So what it's you're really saying is outliers that we need to be monitoring for. Whenever somebody shows a penchant for this restless, unruly, violent behavior, you know, we really have to take that seriously nowadays. We can't afford another attack. I see. So what would you have done if one of your students went to, I don't know, maybe one of those Black Lives, Black Lives Matter uh, protests last year and, uh, I don't know, set a police station on fire? Well, I don't really see how that's relevant. I mean, you know, we all did that as a class field trip. <laughs> but this is different. Why? Well, obviously different. I mean, you know, these people are hateful, not the terrorists. I mean, you you can't possibly believe that the party that shouts about gun rights could be, you know, good in any way. They're just violent maniacs. And how do you propose that they all be rounded up and taken away? for having a uh, parlor account? Well, I think that we can actually make something work. You know, for too long, our country has been the shame of the world, keeping innocent children and families from Mexico locked up in cages. And it, well, those people will be set free soon, thank goodness. Sure but they will. Those cages will be left empty. And I think it's time that we put these Nazis where they belong. Let them be the one in cages. Let them see what it feels like. Well, hey, at least you've uh, you've got a plan. So you, you want to take, what, about, I don't know, maybe half the country and, and put them on cages on the Mexican border? Yes, I think that sounds like a reasonable and responsible approach. Excellent. I, you know what, Pam, you, you've convinced me. Maybe, maybe if there's not room in all the cages, maybe we should just execute them. How about that? You know, um, I used to be a person who didn't believe in violence, but nowadays I have to say there's a time and a place for everything, and I'd have to meditate on it, but I like where you're headed at. That's, that's wonderful. Um, and again, just just for our audience, 
how old are these kids that you're teaching and that you're rounding up and sending to the FBI? I got a promotion, actually. I now teach third grade. Third grade. Only in California. Only in California. You're setting an example for the rest of the nation. Mm -hmm. Well, um, if only, if only one day, if only one day we could get our California wall. What? All right, have a good one. You know, they won. Like, she won. Why is she acting like this? It's never enough. It's never going to be enough. Like, honestly, they want to say we're the Nazis. Watch. Two years from now, they're going to be pushing for concentration camps for any, like, non-liberals. I swear to God. Uh, two years from now, they're going to be, uh, like, they're going to be turning on people within their own party, I, I guarantee. Oh, yeah. Like, yeah. It, it's, it's, you, never it's never enough. It's never enough. No. Anyway, um, b- before, before the FBI, you know, knocks on the door, let's, uh, let's try to make, uh, let's try to make some money. I, I got a commercial. All um, right. Th- this is an interesting one, so. Hmm. Yeah. Hey, everybody. It's your old pal. Longhorn Flanagan. If you're a wrestling fan, you know me as the Texas Terrorist. If you're an internet liberal, you know me as a domestic terrorist. All because I've been telling all my fans the truth about this fella named Q Anon. So when I got banned from Twitter and Facebook last week, I was hopping mad and ready to fly out to Silicon Valley and put some pencil neck nerds in the cattle stunner. That is, until a good brother smartened me up to a solution to all my social media problems. It ain't parlor, it ain't gab, and it sure as shit ain't made in China. Hell, it ain't on the computer at all. It's called Patriot Pigeons. Patriot Pigeons are real, live carrier pigeons. They're born and bred right here in the USA, and they're trained to deliver exclusive comms from Lynn Wood, General Flynn, Sidney Powell, and even the elusive QAnon himself from their secret locations to your doorstep every single day. I don't care how good they are with the computer, there's nothing Mark Zuckerberg or Jack Dorsey can do to keep you from the truth now. Best of all, your Patriot drops are written in highly encrypted, invisible ink. And Patriot pigeons are white hat only. Trust the plan. Call 1-900-PIGEON-Q and sign up for just $49.99 a month. And remember, the Patriot pigeons are in control. Yikes. I think I've had just about as much political nonsense as I can take for the week. Uh, why don't we just move into some good old-fashioned Florida man stupidity? 
<laughs> yeah, yeah. That that commercial. I mean, I said we'd make some money for these cute people, but Jesus Christ. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm good with that. So um, <laughs> you greenlit it. You can't make fun of it. Hey, hey, but the the pigeons are. <laughs> <laughs> what, are they, what are they gonna do? They're gonna fly. They're gonna fly to your house and give you give give you poorly written invisible ink. What was gonna say? Don't worry, Donald Trump secretly has. It's all part of the plan. It's not part of the plan. The plan is going to shit. Oh but my Pam, God. students, if you're on Parlor Gab, maybe try that. I don't know if she can catch you on a pigeon yet. Oh my God. Anyway, yeah, I'm all for the uh, the Florida bad stuff. What, what, what do we got? <laughs> well, how's this for a headline? Buckle up. Florida man lands in jail after using fire extinguisher to dry off. All right. Well, um, you know, anybody who's ever had their air conditioning break down around here can sympathize with that. I don't blame them. What? I mean, you know how hot it gets in Florida? I, what What are you talking? He was drying off, not cooling off. Drying oh. off. Well, you know, maybe it works like antiperspirant. <laughs> <laughs> Look, this took place in Tallahassee, where Florida State University police found the 54-year-old man passed out on top on the top floor of a parking garage with a spent fire extinguisher covered in powder. Apparently, he'd been drinking. Who knew? <laughs> you think? Uh, <laughs> My question is, here is, uh, aside from what type of powder it is he's covered in, um, what type of guy in his 50s uh, has to get shit-faced to this degree on a college campus? Like a pervy professor, perhaps. <laughs> maybe, maybe. I mean, like, but like by that point, like I mean, you should be able to at least hold your liquor uh, well enough that you aren't passing out, you know, in a in a parking garage covered in a fire extinguisher. <laughs> <laughs> like, like if there's anything that you should have learned from this past year, it's that you can get just as irresponsibly drunk in the comfort of your own home. Yeah, <laughs> but I mean, can you pick up some third-degree felonies for interfering with firefighting equipment? I mean, that's got to add another level to it. That, I guess that adds to it, yeah. Yeah, you, got, you, can't, you can't have that experience from home. There is no DoorDash for getting arrested. <laughs> well, there might be. They're called no-knock warrants, but we're working on that. <laughs> All right, well, moving on. Uh, right, right here in Tampa. Uh, what's up with Tampa? It seems like every week we got like three or four stories from Tampa. Um, anyway, right here in Tampa, a woman is likely breathing a sigh of relief as her ex-husband has been sentenced to fifty-eight months in federal prison for engaging in a four-year campaign of threatening and harassing her. He's only getting 58 months for four years of this? I mean, that's a long time. That's like, uh, what, like five years? Oh, okay. I mean, that's, a, that's a pretty pretty damn long time. Why did prison. I think a year was 25 months for some reason? I, I mean, last year felt like 25 it months. It did. Anyway, supposedly the clincher was when he shipped her a package containing a black rose and a dead rat. Huh. Well, that dead... Dead rat in the mail. That's what. That's the card he played. Dead yeah. rat in the mail. What is he? A house cat? <laughs> what the fuck? You <laughs> say it sends a message. That 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 is a, a message that a house cat would send. Uh, I mean, how did this guy see it playing out? Yeah, I'd like you to know. know. Like, oh, I know things didn't really work out between us, but I mean, take this rotting rodent carcass as a sign of what we once had. 
Remember the good times. How in the hell did this one slip past UPS? I mean, did the smell not give it away? I mean, well, I mean, he actually shipped it from Indiana. So, like, what if it was actually alive when he sent it? And he just, like, didn't put enough cheese in the package? Like, maybe he was trying to give her a pet. Like, I've, I've heard of people keeping a rat as a pet before. Oh, yeah, sure, you're a crazy man's just a little misunderstood. Yeah, uh-huh. Uh, yeah, maybe, but, uh, well, actually, no, um, actually, he, he also threatened to decapitate her oh. and set her on fire, and he sent her a list of all her family members and their address. Oh, actually, probably not. Yeah, probably not. This, this is actually kind of a dark story. A little bit. Yeah. yeah. But uh, he'll do great in prison. I, I mean, hopefully. I mean, if anything can send a message. I mean, this guy knows how to get his point across. <laughs> Ain't nobody gonna fuck with dead rat Rufus over there. Dead rat Rufus. Okay. Jesus. Well, <laughs> it, at the very least, he'll know how to add some fucking protein to the prison meals. <laughs> God. Okay, you know what? Anyway, moving on. If you thought that last story was disturbing, just get ready, because speaking of harassment, it turns out that one Hollywood actor has been putting the meat in Me Too. Army Hammer, and yes, that's his real name. I had to Google him. Um, but I did check, and that's his real name, Army Hammer. He has starred in movies like The Lone Ranger, The Social Network, and Call Me By Your Name. Uh, so he's actually, I mean, I don't know much about Hollywood celebrities, but apparently he's pretty well known. Um, he's seen his career come to a crashing halt, however, as a series of shocking DMs, text messages, and allegations from past girlfriends have surfaced, painting him as a cannibal. A cannibal. A cannibal. Cannibal. How the fuck does that come out in a DM? Well, apparently, it's his go-to move. He, like, tells these women that he wants to barbecue and eat them. I guess that gets them in the mood. Uh, And then he told one girl that he wants to cut off her toe and keep it in his pocket. Um, he also writes lovely little messages like, I want to cut out your heart. And, and tells them that he wants to drink their blood. So it's just like a theme that he keeps building upon. I really wonder at what point he ever got a positive reaction. Like, there had to be some kind of Pavlovian effect where, like, one person was like, ha ha, that's cute. And then he just kept going with it. And now he's like a cannibal, as it you turns know, out. I mean, I'm not Dr. Drew or anything, but I mean, this seems like it, it might be like a red flag. Might be a red flag. Yeah. I mean, one text message was a straight-up confession, not a red flag, confession. He says, I am 100% a cannibal. I want to eat you. Fuck, that's scary to admit. Fuck, that's scary to read, motherfucker. Like, what the fuck? That's insane. That's scary for you to admit? Imagine how terrified I am receiving that. Like, this is like some, like, this is like some Jeffrey Dahmer. This is like... He's eating people. Like, this is... Like, he probably has eaten people. He's not just saying this. These are just... These are the people that survived, right? Yeah, I think so. I mean... I mean... We know... We know who he is now. Like, he's... Yeah. I mean, I I think I remember... Yeah, he starred in the... The the Lone Ranger. It was the one that Johnny Depp was in. He was Tonto. Oh, I didn't see that. And everybody said it was garbage. Oh, makes sense. I I mean, maybe that's when this started. You know, he 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 just he couldn't take the criticism. 
he, you know, he just, he, he went home and he ate somebody. And okay, Dr. Phil. You know, I will say, <laughs> so far, nine women have come forward. And, you know, I think if you're going to give this guy the benefit of the doubt, you, you could at least, there is one defense that I think could get him off the hook. Uh, off the hook? I think that he's getting, like, his ex-girlfriends off the hook. Like, off the meat hook. And <laughs> well, look, what if he's a method actor? A method actor! Yeah! Oh, okay. Have that movie, uh, you, or that show you on Netflix about some guy who, like, keeps people in a box and eats them, doesn't he, or something? I don't know. Yeah, maybe they're remaking American Psycho or something. Yeah! yeah they, they, they do that now. They make remakes of stuff that came out ten years ago. You know, he's, he's gonna be Patrick Bateman, you know? Right, right. He's just, he's just trying to get in the mood. It's unfortunate <laughs> that nine women had to come forward, though. I mean, he's really been practicing. Um, and on top of all this, his Twitter and Instagram are accounts have taken on a whole new level of scrutiny. He's really gotten into the role. People are a little freaked out by his close-up photos of dissected pig's heads and graphic descriptions of carving up animals. You know, maybe Mel Gibson was right about Hollywood. <laughs> you know, maybe he was on to something. Like, when are we going to apologize to Mel Gibson? When, I don't when, think when are we gonna gonna give, anytime soon. When are we going to give Trump his Twitter account back? Trump never put pig's heads on his, on his Twitter account. 2021, <laughs> the year when it's slightly more acceptable to be a cannibal than it is to be the president of the United States. Yes, exactly. Jesus Christ. Anyway, well, since we're apparently getting really weird in this segment, Super weird. Um, I've got one. I think I can actually one-up that last story. No shit. Um, yeah, how about this story from Zimbabwe, uh, where a 49-year-old man... Uh, I get a kick out of this name. Uh, his name is Big Cipliano. Love it. Yeah, he's. Where is he from? He's from Zimbabwe. He sounds like yeah. he's from Yonkers. Yeah, Big Cipliano. Hey, hey, hey! <laughs> Big Cipliano over here. Uh, anyway, Big Cipliano's been arrested after attempting to have sex with a dead body at a funeral. Oh, that's bad manners. Yeah, they didn't do that at the Sopranos. <laughs> Um, so, yeah, apparently Big Cipliano, he told all the other mourners at this funeral, uh, just making casual conversation at a funeral, um, he told all the other mourners that he'd always wanted to have sex with the deceased. And Most that- people would consider this a, a dream lost. Chalk it up to a loss. Not meant to be. Was- but I have a feeling Big Cipliano wasn't going down quite that easy. Oh, no, no. He was saying, he was, he was telling, look, I'm, 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 I'm very sad. Probably didn't talk like that. I'm, I'm very sad. I, I, I'm so sad that she died. She passed away before I had the chance. I, I'm so sad that she died. But that didn't stop him from trying. Well. No. Okay. You know, I will say, a lot of people think, what would people say about me when I die? What would people say at my funeral? Who would show up? Would anybody care? I guess you never pictured Big Cipliano showing up and trying to screw you. <laughs> yeah, I mean, this would make a pretty good Impractical Jokers prom. Oh, you know, okay. Like, hey, Murr, go, go to that widower and say you want to bang his wife. You know, she, she's right there in the ground. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> and this guy did this at the funeral, like, in front of everybody. He just decided, yup, I'm going to take my pants off. I'm going to I have an erection in front of Big everybody. Big Cipliano does what Big Cipliano wants to fucking do. Did um, he live up to his name, at least? Well, I mean, what stopped him is actually the fact that he fucking did this 
at the funeral in front of everybody. He literally, like, got... It, he, like, got on top of the body in front of everybody at the funeral and started, like, trying to hump her. And the family pulled him off of her dead body. Like... <laughs> you know... <laughs> Unbelievable. Like, I thought that the African funerals are crazy when I saw the people, like, dancing with the caskets. Apparently, that is, like, the tip of the iceberg. Like, We better hope he doesn't live in the part of the... Co- I think it's in Asia. I don't know exactly which country. We, be- we better be grateful that they don't live in the part of the world where they dig up the corpses once a year and play cards with them because Big Simpliano <laughs> would have a date with Destiny every goddamn year. He's probably he's probably already talking to me. He's like, look, I saw this documentary. It's really good. I was watching National Geographic. It's really good. You dig up the ancestors. We play cards. We smoke cigars. We eat a meal once a year. Maybe we can dig her up. I can bang her in front of the whole oh family. Oh my god! You know, I will say, I will say, terrible as this is, there's one thing you gotta give Big Cipliano credit for. It's that he's about that life. Oh yeah. Unlike Army Hammer, he doesn't just talk about it. Yeah, he, uh, learn from that Army Hammer. Like, maybe maybe Army Hammer can, can play Big Cipliano in a movie if he ever uh, gets uh, let back into Hollywood. Yikes! <laughs> but he can't live it. He can't live it. Well, anyway, it's been a while since we've checked in on Europe, so we might as well see what's going on over there. Oh, boy. I, I mean, after seeing what's going on in Africa just now, I, I can only imagine. Uh, it's, it's probably going to be worse. Oh, this one's good. This one's good. So in Denmark, they've launched a new animated children's TV show about a man with a gigantic penis. <laughs> You know, I, just a gigantic dong. Uh, I mean, I know Europe is pretty fucking weird, but did you say this is an animated children's show? Oh yes, yes, this is marketed for children. Mm-hmm. And it, I mean, how how does this even happen? What? Oh well, don't you worry. <laughs> I've got a lot of details on this because I had to Google it extensively. I'm probably on a lot of lists now, but. <laughs> to make sure it was real, because it didn't sound real. Uh, but the show is called John Dillermond, which basically means John Penis Man in Danish. <laughs> it's on their public broadcasting station. They could have just called it Big Cipliano. I- <laughs> <laughs> Get the synopsis. Get prepared. Okay. John Dillermond <laughs> has an extraordinary penis. So extraordinary, in fact, that it can perform rescue operations etch murals, hoist a flag, and even steal ice cream from children. <laughs> it's like somebody heard Eminem say, go, go, gadget, dick. And was I- like, hey, let's turn that into a TV show for little kids. <laughs> I swear to God, I'm still hung up on the fact that John Dickman steals ice cream cones from kids with his 30-foot-long penis. I, I mean, I, I'd, I'd love to have been in this pitch meeting, you know? Like, like this... <laughs> Like, oh yeah, it's 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 a wonderful children's program. Just imagine the biggest dick you've ever seen. <laughs> like, like give give me your elevator pitch. Just just uh, you got thirty seconds. Sell me. All right, so it's a it's on public broadcasting, right? Yeah. All right, it's for little kids, right? Four to eight, right? Okay, huge dick. <laughs> Gold. Europe. This sounds wonderful. <laughs> we'll put it in the production tomorrow. 
I mean, you have to wonder whether it's going to come to Netflix. I mean, this seems right up there, Alex. Oh, you know, speaking of Netflix, you know, that's that actually might be the one way to stop this, you know? Uh, because you know who has a Netflix deal? Who? Uh, well, somebody who, um, who, who, I mean, could frankly call gimmick infringement on this. Because if this show is about the biggest penis in the world and Michelle Obama is not involved, then I... Oh, my God. I'm just saying she should sue them. All right, that's the last one. That's the last one. I doubt it. All right, we're getting another call. Thank God. Okay, I'll take this one. Area code 206, you're on with the War on Morons. Tell us your name and where you're calling from. Ding dong! It's Dr. Ding dong! I'm calling you from Ding dong land! Uh, How are you doing, kiddos? First of all, we're not kids. Second of all, didn't you take our time slot? Like, why are you. <laughs> oh, I just, I'm not talking to you. I'm talking to all the kiddos listening in the audience that want to go on a ride and an adventure in Ding Dong Land. <laughs> I don't think kids really listen to the War on Morons, or at least I hope not. You should. You should. You tell your mommy and daddy. You, you gotta. You gotta put your ear up to the radio, and you gotta put your eyeball up to the to the screen of the computer, and you gotta wait for Doctor Ding Dong, and you gotta wait for Barry Alpo. That's my little buddy. He's a talking teddy bear. And, and when we show up, we're gonna give you an adventure that you're never gonna forget. <laughs> Hey, Christ, you know, this is very creepy. I don't know why you're calling in. Like, you you, you took our time well, slot on I, the old I, network. I, I, like, wanted to, I wanted to call you up because you're talking about something that I'm a little bit of an expert about. <laughs> and, and that's that children's television programming. <laughs> you know, I've been doing it for quite a while myself. <laughs> you know, that's the truth, right? I don't know how you haven't been arrested yet, but yeah. <laughs> Well, it's called sticking and moving. <laughs> but anyway, yeah, I've been doing it on Seattle Public Broadcasting. And of course, now I do it on the network. <laughs> but I, I really like what you were just talking about. You said it's in uh, in Europe, in Denmark. Uh, what's the name of the show? Oh, Jesus, Dr. Ding Dong, come on, you can't possibly like that, I mean... Can, can you say the English translation of the show? I didn't quite catch it the first time. John Penis Man. John Penis Man? <laughs> hey, very helpful, very helpful. What, what Dr. Ding Dong? <laughs> Did you hear the name of the show? Yeah, yeah, it's John Penis Man. He's the man with the big penis. Stop it! <laughs> He's got the biggest penis in all the land! <laughs> I mean, it's not appropriate for children. You can't possibly be a fan of this. Oh, no, the kiddos really love penises. They, they think they're really funny. Right! <laughs> Everybody likes to laugh. That's some really good ding-dong humor. <laughs> you know, I'm thinking of expanding my repertoire and putting a little bit of ding-dong comedy in the Dr. Ding-dong and very helpful show. Ew! God! Can you not? Like, Jesus! Yeah, I think, I'm, I think I should, because if 
we can do it right here in Ding Dong Land. The difference between an animated show and you whipping your dick out. Oh, well, well, it might not be the biggest ding dong in all the land, but I gotta say, we can sure make it, uh, (laughs) we can make it entertaining. Isn't that right? Very helpful. Oh, yeah, Dr. Dingo. I think you you should show all all the kiddos your ding dong. No, I don't think you should do that. Not at all. That's illegal. Oh, yeah. Well, you don't understand. Uh, we've got a new president in a, in the USA. He's going to be taking office tomorrow. Did you hear? Ugh, don't remind me. Yeah, and and he he's a very special guy. Uh, he he's called a minor attracted person, an MAP. Very helpful. Do you know what an MAP is? Yeah, yeah, yeah. An, an MAP is a mommy or daddy that loves a, a, a kiddo. You know, this is disturbing. <laughs> the, you know, stop yeah. this And they like to use their ding dong. <laughs> it's the time is ripe for for ding dong ding dong programming all over the world from ding dong land to, to Denmark to, to to America and everybody everybody's gonna love it and everybody's gonna need to see it too <laughs> starting with the war on moron audience no yeah, yeah. no we're gonna send some videos or we're gonna send send you some videos I need you to put it up on your screen fuck no fuck no <laughs> put them up now I'm Goodbye, Dr. Ding Dong. Absolutely not. Okay, well, that was terrifying as usual. Didn't we block his number? I mean, we we blocked a lot of numbers, and they just they just find a way. They they just find a way. (sighs) How many phone numbers can one? homicidal clown afford to have. I know he's been calling us since... The one thing you can say for, for Dr. Ding Dong is he was... Uh, he's, he's been calling us now for a full year. He's been calling us since last January. He, he, he called us about the coronavirus back in January of last year, before anybody else was talking about it. I remember that. So, it was actually... It's pretty funny looking back on it. Yeah. Like, how did how did that guy... Like, he was talking about it before, like, like the news was talking about it. He was talking about it before Dr. Fauci was talking about it. He was talking about it before I knew who Dr. Fauci was. Um, and, and yet, this is how he spends... Like, I mean, you could actually be, like, doing something productive with your life, you lunatic. <sighs> anyway, speaking of the early days of the uh, coronavirus hysteria... How's that for a segue? Oh, that's good <laughs> anyway, spe- speaking of that, um, remember when hand washing was all the rage? Ah, yes. One of the few silver linings when people realized <laughs> they should use soap. Yeah, of, of course. I think we kind of got away from that. Um, <laughs> but but that was one of the few silver linings, you know? Um, you know. Of course, we had to get out of hand with it and panic buy all the antibacterial soaps and hand sanitizers when we started scrubbing our hands like half a dozen times an hour. Um, but, but luckily, when that happened and we ran out 
um, well, hundreds of small distilleries and breweries across the country stepped up and answered the call to shift production from making booze to making desperately needed hand sanitizer. Um, I remember that. Yeah, it well, was it was kind of weird, but kind of cool. Yeah, I mean, it just goes to show, like you know, at the end of the day, Americans, um, you know, we we've got that spirit where we 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 got each other's back, right? Yeah, you know, like uh, lots of them they even gave it away for free. You know, even when they were like having to to shut down their 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 brew brew houses and stuff, like they were in trouble financially, but they were like, look, we're going to take care of people. They were losing money, but they were making sure to make that soap, make that antibacterial soap, make that hand sanitizer. Anyway, getting on a long, long tangent here. But the point is... I had a feeling you were going somewhere. <laughs> guess what those uh, those craft distilleries got for Christmas from the government? I'm guessing it wasn't a tax break, huh? Maybe a thank you card from the mayor. It, come on. <laughs> no, they just got slapped... Uh, with a $14,000 fee from the FDA for being drug makers. What? Yeah, because they were making that hand sanitizer. Oh. My. God. Yeah, this story just broke. Apparently, all those little, like, independent distilleries that were pumping out that hand sanitizer. I can think of so many here locally that did it. Yeah. Well, when you when you couldn't find it at Walgreens or Walmart or or the grocery store, and when they were saying in the news that you had to have it just to leave your house or you were going to die, and these people were like foregoing their profits just so you could stay clean. Well, well yep. Yeah, now, like you know, nice kicking the ass on their way out of business. You gotta love the government. Yeah. So I you I, got it, or else you know. <laughs> They'll come and arrest you because yeah. we can't say anything other than we love them now. So yay! And, and I, I bet if you can't afford the fee, they'll uh, they'll probably throw you in jail or something. Yeah, yeah, but. something nice like that. Three hots and a cot. Yeah, there I, you go. I Thanks th- a I lot. I thought that was a nice a, a nice little heartwarming story from the holidays. Oh well, yeah. J- just in case you missed it. <laughs> well, speaking of nonsensical coronavirus rules, and maybe it will never end. Boston University is now requiring its basketball teams to wear masks during games. There's a competitive uh, advantage. Yeah. No terriers. (laughs) (laughs) Apparently, it's no longer enough that they're playing in empty arenas. They're testing on a daily basis. They're sidelining healthy young athletes. Now the players have to run around for 40 minutes with COVID masks on while competing in a full contact sport. So, you know, there you go. Jeez, that's going to work out fucking great for them, I'm sure. Oh, I'm Amazing. Like, you know, some kids are going to drop dead on the court because they can't breathe. Oh, sure. But, I mean, it's tough enough just wearing it in the grocery store for half an hour. Right. You know, you, you know? got to keep up appearances, though, you know. Meanwhile, meanwhile you see, like, a, a New Year's in Wuhan. They're throwing goddamn raves. Like, outside the virology lab, there's, like, you know, 100,000 people just partying it up. None of them are wearing masks. But, you know, if you're a kid going to Boston U and you want to play basketball, yeah. Like, I can't even imagine trying to play sports with, with these masks on. Like, I can't imagine <laughs> doing half the shit we do with masks on. And they're virus incubate. I mean, we, we all know that. It's just, it's just, it's just, it's an instance of stupidity. Wow. That yeah. is really stupid. Well, anyway, since we're talking about the virus that never fucking goes away, a British man was arrested earlier this month for giving away free hugs at an anti-lockdown protest. That bastard. <sighs> I mean, if that isn't a sad headline. I mean, I don't know what is. Giving away free hugs. I mean, 
look, to be fair, he could be a creep. I mean, you know, he's offering free hugs, you know? Oh, yeah, I could see that, actually. Yeah, like, what if he's, like, you know, got a stiffy or something? (laughs) He's either fighting for, like, the last vestiges of freedom, you know, in the society gone mad, or... He's a pervert. You know, it's a big scheme <laughs> to, to mash up on some Birminghams, you know? <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. He should have just tried to give the cops a hug. Maybe they needed one. It's like a Betty Hill scheme. <laughs> I don't know, oh man. God. This day and age, they probably would have beat him with bobby clubs. They probably did. I didn't... I, I confess, I didn't read the whole article. I just read the headline. Oh, that's a good headline. Yeah, that's it. I didn't have time. All right, well... Anyway, in our last story of the week, we have a story of a Canadian couple who looked for a creative way around the 8 o'clock provincial curfew by posing as essential workers. All right. Well, so far, I'm good with it. I mean, like, honestly, 8 o'clock curfew, like, they're adults. Like, you know, we're not expected to, you know, be home at dusk. Like, (laughs) you know, even high school kids have an 8 o'clock curfew. you know, in Quebec, apparently you can't catch COVID if you're walking your dog at night. Oh, that's that. That's the the thing. Dog walkers. Dog walkers at night. That's right. an essential. That's that's worker. right. Well, I mean, the dog's got to pee. So this woman put her husband on a leash and had him walk on all fours. <laughs> now, unfortunately, they did end up getting caught. Hmm, I wonder how and hit with a fifteen hundred dollar fine. I mean, I, I, I'm surprised that. That that wasn't like a protected class, like in this day and age, you know. Like I mean, I, I mean, maybe he identifies as a dog. Maybe like maybe it's like a LGBT like P thing, and the P could stand for like puppy person. Ew. Like, <laughs> were they wearing masks? I mean, they might have been wearing ball gags. Does that count? <laughs> as long, yeah, like wearing those like leather like dog face masks. I mean, as long as they have that on, I mean, that's all that these people really care about, isn't it? Like, yeah, I mean, I I gotta say, I wonder if the guy made a mess on anybody's lawn. I mean, while they're at it, hey, as long as she scooped it up. I mean, it's, okay. <laughs> can you imagine looking out the window and there's some I guy. <laughs> Some guy on a leash. That's some Mr. Mr. Pickle shit right there. (laughs) Oh my god! All right, well we're getting we're getting another call. Uh, Hopefully they're um, hopefully they're not um, being walked around on a leash. (laughs) Oh god! All right, fine. We got time for one more. Hello, caller. You're on with the War on Morons. Go ahead and tell us your name and where you're calling from. Yeah, this is Benny. Uh, I'm calling from Naples, Florida. Benny, hi. Yeah, yeah. I, um, that last story, man. I gotta tell you, I, I gotta deal with that kind of thing all the time myself. Oh, really? Wait, you have yeah. to deal with women walking their husbands? Uh, yeah, walk, walking their husband around like you said, walking around like a dog on a leash. Yeah. That doesn't surprise me, man. These people, you know, these people in the neighborhood will do anything to get around the rules. Wait, what the? What kind of neighborhood are you living in, Benny? What the hell is that? I'm in Naples. You know, down here in Naples, we got a lot of rules too. You know, everybody around here they, yeah, they've they've been really getting out of hand lately, and it's been it's been really getting difficult for me. But you know, I do my I do my job, and I I do what I can. You know. It don't bother me none. Well, I think it sounds pretty disturbing. It would sure bother the hell out of me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, the, the biggest problem lately, 
people don't put them uh, Christmas lights out. You know, it's January 19th. I mean, it's it's one thing if it's January 1st, January 2nd, maybe January 3rd. It's January 19th. You can't be having a Christmas light out. That's a problem. You know, Homeowner Association, we ain't going to play that. That's a problem. It bothers me a little bit. I mean, that's really nothing compared to having some woman walk I got an issue. on a leash in a gimp mask. Uh, rules are rules. I got an issue with it. You know, I mean, it don't bother me that much, but it bothers me a little bit. I'm going to have an issue with it. I'm going to complain. I'm going to give you a knock on the door, maybe a citation, maybe, a, you know, there's going to be a, there's going to be a, I'm, I'm going to put a stop to it. So, you know, that's been, that's been kind of getting the crawl lately. Uh, the Christmas trees too. A lot of people, a lot of people, they haven't even taken them down yet. Can you believe it? Third, fourth like week of home. January. I mean, I just don't see the big deal. Christmas trees. I mean, they they could rot. They could cause a fire. They could, you know, they could, a lot of bad things could happen. I mean, these 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 homes. I mean, you know, the value of the home it could depreciate if you got some rotten old tree. You know, it's one thing. It's one thing if it's a couple of days after Christmas, but I mean, some of these people. They get their Christmas tree week after Thanksgiving. Day after Thanksgiving, even. You realize how long it's been since Thanksgiving? All right, I'll yeah. give it to you on that do, one, Do me a favor. Do me a favor. Pull up a calendar. Pull up a calendar. Tell me how long it's been since Thanksgiving. You, you might a, surprise you. Yeah, it's been a long time. All right, I'll give you that yeah. one. That, I can understand. So what, a lot of times you can't tell if they got a Christmas tree because, you know, you can't necessarily see where it's in their house, you know, from the street. But, you know, me, I'm on the homeowner association, so it's my responsibility to find out. So I peek through the window. Uh, you know, I, I see when they're home, when they're not home. I, I come by, I try the house, try the door. If the door's not unlocked, you know, I peek through the window. What? I try the window. Just got to see if they got a Christmas tree in there, so if, if they do. A peeping Tom? I'm not trying to see if they're naked. I'm trying to see if they got a Christmas tree. It bothers me some, you know. I mean... I mean it don't bother me that much. It bothers me some, though. Jesus, I'd hate to know what you do if something bothers you a lot. Well, I mean, I put a stop to it, you know. I, you know I'm on a homeowner association, and you know, I, I try to keep the neighborhood in good order. You know, you know uh, here in Naples, you know, we got a lot of people been moving down here lately. A lot of people, they've been moving here from New York. A lot of people been moving here from... uh New Jersey, a lot of people have been moving here from up north. You know why? I don't know why. A lot of people have been moving here, though. I can think of a couple reasons. Yeah, I don't know why. I mean, I, don't bother me none. I mean, you know, a lot of these people moving down here from up north. But, I, 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 I mean, I can't have the neighborhood go into disrepair because it'll drive down the property value, and that's not good. You understand? Um, What? No, I don't understand. Yeah, so so I've been going. I gotta go through the through everybody's mail lately. See, cause see, I gotta make sure that nobody's trying to sublet their unit because we can't allow for people to be subletting their unit. Uh, or, or can't allow can't allow for that. You know that bothered me a little bit. So I I gotta check their mail before they get the mail. Uh, see if they've been communicating. You know, with these subletters. So, uh, you, 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 first of all, that's a federal crime. Uh, what? Yeah, you can't go through someone's mail. That's a federal no, crime. No, no, no. You don't understand. I'm from the Homeowner Association. Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. You know, 
no, it's my job. I got to understand what's happening in the neighborhood. No, that's not your and, job. And uh, if, if there's a problem, I got to put stop to it. I, got, I, I, I can't, I can't let it get out of hand. Homeowners association isn't even a job. Like you don't get paid to do that. It's a a thing you do, I guess, but it's not. A I gotta, job. Keep, I gotta keep things in good order. Gotta keep things, gotta keep things right. Gotta keep things right. You know, it's been a little chilly lately here. It's been a little chilly lately, and uh, you know, I, it's, I gotta tell you, you know, the you know, they've been having the bonfires uh, lately, and I gotta tell you, it's been bothering me. Uh, it's been bothering me some, some good actually. Um, okay. I don't like it. Uh, because, you know, you, you get, I don't want the neighborhood to burn down. So. Why do I not like where this is going? So, um, I'm going to put a stop to him. Well, how the hell are you going to do that, Benny? Just out of curiosity. Well, I'm, uh, I'm stepping out, out back there right now. And, uh, well, let's just say I got myself a, uh, I got myself a couple of my friends, and uh, we we dressed up in our Sasquatch outfits, and we're gonna make sure they don't ever come out in the outside again. What? We're gonna make them think the Sasquatches out here in the outside. They're not gonna want to go outside and have a have a bonfire. Man, we don't want them to burn down the neighborhood. Committed? That's insane. Well, would you go outside if you thought the Sasquatch lived in the neighborhood? I sure as hell wouldn't go outside if I thought my neighbor was going to dress up in a Sasquatch outfit and attack me. You want to live in a neighborhood, the neighborhood's going to burn down. Well, nobody wants to live in a neighborhood when there's a deranged lunatic going through people's mail and peeping in their homes and dressing up as Sasquatch.
this guy is a real piece of work. He's peeping in your windows. He's breaking in your doors. He's going through your mail. And he's attacking you with machetes. He's, he's trying to have a bonfire on, like, a Friday night. And, uh, and, uh, and, like, in Naples, so I'm just assuming it's a retirement community. I mean, <laughs> some guy in a gorilla suit with a machete. With a machete in one hand and a porno magazine in the other. Jumps out and attacks you so he can steal your fucking liquor. He says he's retired. Retired from what? The mental institution? Can you imagine this guy holding down a job for 40 years? I don't fucking think so. That's just... I I can't even... That guy's just got me in tears. Um, I don't really think there's anywhere else to go after that. So, um... That's just, thanks for tuning in, everybody. Um, we'll see you next week. <laughs> yeah. Brother, you better get down on your knees and pay a thousand more